This episode of the Cinemavention podcast is brought to you by Routing Wonk, RozJ001, Alex Hanna, and Wabbit Magic. Want to find out how to become one of the names listed? Go to patreon.com slash wscottis1 to find out how. Hi, I'm W. Scott is one, and I have not seen the movie The Big Lebowski. Uh-oh, we found another movie Willie hasn't seen. This calls for an intervention. A Cinemavention. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinemavention podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today, we'll be discussing the movie The Big Lebowski, which my guest has seen before. He was the host of Diamond Dialogue and now is a regular Diamond Club Game Night contributor. Please welcome back Alex Hanna to the show. Alex, good to have you back, man. Hi. Uh, yeah, good to be here, uh, especially for such a great movie. Like, I'm, I'm always happy to, to talk about the classics with you like this. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be talking about the Big Lebowski, which, uh, which was a, uh, which it was a fun movie to watch, and there's a lot of detail in this one, lots of detail. Like, is that is, that's an understatement? I feel. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, every time I go back and watch this movie, I pick something out different that I missed the last time or the time before that, you know, it's it's always something else I notice. I'm like, Oh, and this ties into this other thing. And it's okay. It's just, it's a well-written movie. It's just like, it's just like princess bride. Like there's like, you learn, you, you you learn a different angle each time you watch it. Sounds like. Right. Well, and, and of course the great part about it is it's a good first watch movie too. You don't have to know all this stuff to see it the first time. You watch yeah, it that no, first that's time, true. you're like, "Oh no, this is a fun movie. I really like this." Yeah, and and then you go, you decide to go back, and that's when you find those extra layers. And like, I I think that's kind of a hallmark of good writing to me. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Well, uh, before we uh, before we talk about uh, the movie some more here, let's uh, first go over uh, where you can stream it and some more information about the movie. Uh, you can rent or purchase The Big Lebowski on any major internet distributor, and it is, but it is available to stream for free on Peacock. So why, why, why would you rent it when you can stream it for free? Literally, it's, you create an account. It's that simple, it's, right? It's, it's Peacock. Yeah. It's, it's the cock, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's Peacock. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, you can't beat free, though, right? Uh, uh, fair. Yeah. <laughs> the Big Lebowski was released by Polygram Filmed Entertainment and Gram Gramercy Gramercy Pictures. I assume that's what that I, is. I would put it as Gramercy. That, yeah, Gramercy, yeah. Gramercy, Gramercy Pictures, March 6, 1998 is when it was released. The movie was directed by Joel Cohn and stars Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, Julian Moore, Steve Buscemi, and David Huddles- Huddleston movie had a budget of 15 million and has made 46.7 million dollars in the theaters but alex when was the first time that you saw this movie though i honestly don't remember uh if like i'm putting the doc if i had to guess it's probably about 2002 because it would be shortly after i graduated high school and we would we were you know again drinking a lot of white russians and as you do right yeah as as one does and decided to watch uh big lebowski and it's it's so good it's it's remained on my regular watching list ever since like at least once a year it's probably more like twice i'll end up seeing this movie you know yeah it's one of your it's one of your classics that you always go back to i assume Yes, yeah, it's it's on the regular rotation, r- right there with Anchorman, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, no that that may that may be another one we might have to add to the list, Anchorman, like because that oh, one yeah. has it's, that it's, one has definitely I'll become a classic. After. But yeah, it's it's so good, and honestly, like, side note, that movie Anchorman had so much extra film done; they made an entire second movie from it, wow. <laughs> from, from just the outtakes of that film. Yeah, it was. That's wild. We we can talk about that on Anchorman another time. Yeah, but that's that's for another <laughs> that's for another show. Right now, right. we got to talk about the dude, otherwise known as Jeff Lebowski, and of, and because mm-hmm. here's the thing: because there's two people named Jeff and Jeffrey Lebowski. You know, the the movie mm-hmm. um, refers to him as the dude. I'm going to refer to him as the dude as well because you're a Lebowski. I'm a Lebowski. I get it. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Like it just helps with um figuring out which person I'm talking about, right? Because right. Because as you find out, the dude is not Jeffrey Lebowski. He's the dude. Yeah, or, he's the dude. As he says, El Duderino. If you're not into brevity, right? Yeah, but it, but it, <laughs> but it, but as you find out, there are multiple Lebowskis uh, in this movie, and uh, <laughs> there there there's a lot of intricate details about different Lebowskis and everything going on. We'll we'll, we'll get into it, but uh, but this is something that I found interesting. Um, yeah, that apparently Jeff Lebowski is like the character, the dude is based on a real person. Is this true? Yes, indeed. That's that would be Jeff Dowd. Um, and and it's uh, there's this whole like you can go and like look, look for the the documentaries on it, and they talk about him, and and he talks in those documentaries about his life that he lived in. In this this would have been the early '90s, the mid '90s, right in there, and yeah. He drank a lot of white Russians and knew a lot of weird people. <laughs> you know, like it's it's an actual thing that happened. I mean, not not the movie directly, but but that guy's life happened, and the movie basically portrays it, if not stylized a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, based on you know? <laughs> ba- ba- based on real. Um, what, what what's the phrase they always do? Based on a real story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ba- based on true events or whatever. Based yeah. on true events. <laughs> right. 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 Um, speaking of the dude, I love how, uh, I love how Jeff Lebowski is called the dude and it's kind of a sick name and everything. I mean, it is a sick name, right? But he's living the most modest life imaginable, right? Like he, all he does is he bowls in his bowling league. He goes to the grocery store. He goes to his house and that's about it, right? Like gets high laying on his rug. Yeah. You know, like he's living the fucking life, man. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I can't complain. I would love that kind of lifestyle, right? Like, just kind of chill, like, yeah. Even a little later in the movie, we meet his landlord, and the landlord's like trying to get him to come to this this performance theater that the landlord's doing, and then also is like, oh yeah, by the way, it's like the tenth of the month, and you know, rent was due on the first, so. Like if you could get that to me whenever you got time, cool. Yeah, it, it, it's like he, he, it's like he has so much chill. He's just like, ah, eh, whatever. Whenever you can get that the money in, that's fine. Whatever. Far out, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and everything seems to be going normal. I mean, this is uh, this is ninety eight. So, uh, well, actually, it, they this came out in ninety eight, uh, and it's based on. 1990 i believe and so that's why Ish, um yeah yeah although um although it's interesting that it's based on 1990 when um and well no actually that's true yeah i i i'm forgetting when my i'm forgetting my presidents now when george bush senior was president at the time so mm-hmm. that adds up i guess so um <laughs> But uh, but you have uh, you have all of these like he's living in the normal life, right? The dude is just living his life, you know. He's you know living his dream, right? That is until he gets robbed by a couple of thugs who are basically wanting like they're wanting like a big lump lump sum of money, right? And they're expecting this guy to be like loaded to the brim with money and uh, and these. People in particular are saying that he um, that this money is owed by his wife, Bunny. Only one problem with this, though, <laughs> the the the, the dude, dude doesn't have a wife. Yeah, the dude doesn't have a wife. He's, first of all, he, he says he's like, look around. Does it look like I have a fucking wife? Yeah. And, <laughs> like, and also you know? and also look around. Does it look like I'm rich? Right. Like, right. I, I don't have this money that you think I have. Right. And and I love how they figure out that they have the wrong Lebowski only after they get done urinating on his rug. Like, why? It's, why? Why? Why you know, piss that, on the that rug? rug? Really tied the room together, man. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just gonna piss on it. Like, why? Like, I, I I don't even understand. It's like he's like, oh, we're not getting our money, so as vengeance rather than kill you we're just gonna piss on your furniture like what <laughs> oh and it, we didn't even like write down all this stuff that like walter says later that is hard to repeat anymore you know? it really is yeah 
right like, you know <laughs> like it's not the preferred nomenclature dude <laughs> yeah uh-huh but um but then we see uh we then see the dude in at his uh at the bowling alley and now these scenes are my favorite part in the movie primarily just because I used to be a bowler. I would bowl all the time. I was in a youth league. Um, every, that was every Saturday morning. We would go to the bowling alley. We would um, bowl in league. Um, I was involved in like my high school bowling team. And what's, what's your what's your average, man? Oh, uh, it wasn't really that great. It was like I want to say it was no, like mine's not either. I'm like in the one eighties. Yeah, my it, yeah, mine that's for average. Yeah, mine was like one hundred to one twenty. Depends depended on the week, right? <laughs> oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like mine, was, yeah, because yeah, I've I've bowled games where it's like a seventy six, you know, and then I've right. bowled fucking like two fifties, you know. So it's yeah, it, totally it depends on the game. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely depends on the uh, the week you're bowling, right? But but yeah, one hundred to one twenty was always my average. So I mean, I wasn't the best, but you know. But uh, but I always have fond memories at, at, of the bowling alley. You know, like I I would get a uh, I'd get a Mountain Dew uh, every single time. We'd uh, <laughs> you know sometimes sometimes if we were lucky enough, I could get a donut sometimes. And oh, there you go. And you know, sun, Saturday mornings those were the best. And my high school bowling team. Interesting story about the the high school bowling team is like when I joined, it was like very brand new. Like we had just started it. Like I think I was probably like either like the second or the third year that they had, um, that they had a bowling team. Like I was on it. So I was like very early on, uh, a part of, um, our bowling team. And I believe it's still going on to this day too. So, so exciting stuff. So I was on the cutting edge of, (laughs) of a new sport for our school. I felt, I felt cool about that, but, (laughs) <laughs> but you know like i have fond memories at the bowling alley and so like whenever we got to the bowling alley scenes those were my favorite right because uh and actually my uh my grandfather um owned a bowling alley as well and he used to be like because be- but before they had like the automated pin setters and everything like he would actually set the uh the pins oh, manually yeah. himself so like yeah, there, there there was a dude that had to go do that. That was a person's job at one yeah. point in time. And and that <laughs> and that used to be uh, and that used to mean my uh, my grandpa's job. So, so that was fun. So, oh yeah, no, so, well, I'm sure you enjoyed a lot of this movie then because like at least forty percent of this movie is set in a bowling alley, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's predominantly bowling alley adjacent. You know, yeah, totally. It's not set in; it's set in the parking lot of you know. <laughs> Right. And like every and like that bowling alley that they have in that movie, it's like literally it looks like every bowling alley that I've been to. Like and I've been yeah. to a lot of bowling alleys in my time. Oh Yeah. Yeah. I think they all look the same, like on purpose. And they all have like a like a, a UV night now. Like midnight right. bowling. They all they all. Have yeah, it. I think. So, I, yeah, it's, co- it's called cosmic bullying. I think these days or cosmic. Yeah. Right. Whichever way you want to go about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I always remember it as cosmic. I, and we actually didn't have that often. I w- every once in a while, like if it was like a birthday party or something, then it would be cosmic bowling. But I got used to it not being there. So anyway, right. But oh, and Renegu Goose says it's disco bowling over there. Ah, so if you're, uh-huh. in, if you're in the Netherlands, like then it's disco bowling, which I get that too. Yeah, you know, disco midnight cosmic. You're you're all in that same vein. <laughs> Yeah, totally. You're talking, you got UV and like fucking UV fluorescent balls. Like you're good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I still have. I think I might still have uh, my two bowling balls that I um, that I bowled with. I I would have to get them uh, re-drilled at this point because my fingers are too fat for them now. Probably, but <laughs> fair. I know that feeling. Yep. Right. <laughs> but uh, but uh, we we go to the bowling alley, right? And this is the first time we're introduced to um the dude's uh friend walter now walter man walter i i is it just me or like i always got annoyed every time his character was on screen like i i'm pretty sure that was purposely done that way yeah yeah Yeah, like and it's also like i mentioned later it's walter is trying to deal with 
not being what he thought he was going to be. You know, he went to Vietnam. As you said, his friends died face down in the muck. You know, <laughs> So he very likely has PTSD from a lot of things that happened there. Uh-huh. And on top of that, he's he's divorced now, but still taking care of his wife's or ex-wife's dog while she does whatever. So like he's really struggling. Like Walter is the one that really needs help here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like the dude has shit figured out. Donnie's got shit figured out. Walter like. Walter, figure your shit out, man. You're not even Jewish. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, you're not even Jewish, and yet you still have to abide by Jewish tradition. Like, what was it? Like, I can't go to, like, I can't do things on Saturday. Shabbos is a very important thing to people that that follow that faith. And and it's, you can't drive, you you can't work, you can't, like, watch TV. There's, like, basically, you're not supposed to do anything that could be considered work on the sabbath right and yeah i mean that's, that that includes bowling yeah <laughs> right yeah no my uh yeah no and, and it's like even growing up it's like my parents were devout christians and like we would we would always go to church every sunday and you know it, we, we wouldn't dare try to go to a uh, business establishment on sunday for the fear of oh like people working on the sabbath like that's just horrible why would we do that Right, and and you only differ from from people that are Jewish by one day. Like they they think yeah. it's Saturday, and Christians think it's Sunday. Yeah, but yeah, fine. basically. You know, it's, it's not like days existed when, like, you know, whatever happened when God made the world or whatever the fuck happened. You know, it's like yeah, right. There were there were no days, so yeah. you, you can pick whatever day you want and call it cool. Right, know? yeah, but but Walter specifically, like, if yeah, he definitely has some sort of PTSD. At, I mean. At this time, like, I, I don't even know if, like, like PTSD was definitely a, a term back then, right? But, like, I don't People think it was... About it, but it wasn't normalized. Right, yeah. that That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I don't think it was, like, as talked about as it is these days. And so, like, when you have a situation like Walter, it's just, like, it's, like, clearly this guy needs some help. But, like, nobody wants to be the guy that's just like <laughs> nobody knows how to help him it's yeah. not like you know talking to people about your feelings is again not really normalized at that time you know not not like this now like it's okay to tell someone that you're hurting and you need help like that's that's something mm-hmm. that is okay now but it really wasn't even in the 90s like just yeah. to, to portray that kind of weakness is is to like just invite attacks basically so totally. that, that's why it was very difficult to for those kind of people to and especially these people were in the military. They might be what you would consider macho guys. You know, they, they can fire an AK and burn down a jungle or whatever, you know, but yeah, to talk about their feelings, like, no, that's not allowed. You know, no, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how that. Yeah, yeah. But, but Walter, uh, but Walter specifically is just like, he's, he's always giving out stupid advice and he kept, he keeps like messing shit up for the dude. Like, it's so goddamn annoying. Cause I'm just like, I'm just like guys, like people, you. Kn- this is a bad idea, and you should know that. Like, ugh. like every yep. time Walter was on screen, I just, I was like, <laughs> as soon as as soon as Walter was on the screen, all I could think about is that GTA meme where it's just like, ah, shit, here we go again. Yep, here we go again. <laughs> like that. He means well. He just doesn't execute the right way you know? mm, nope <laughs> but uh but case in point of by that fact because walter uh pulls out a gun on a man <laughs> i i can i can tell you what like i have played in a bunch of league games i can tell you this does not this does not happen like this like no Nobody, nobody uh, faults anybody for stepping over the um, the foul line in a league game, let alone the fact that Walter pulls out a gun on a man who is just basically like arguing over the fact that he's not giving him the eight that he got on ha- on that turn because he stepped over the line. It's right, yeah, he's not even asking for a spare. He's asking for an eight. Right. <laughs> like, you're not even like, what do you want? You know? And it's a, it's a fucking league game. And the dude was a pacifist, too. And to have a gun pulled on him, like, come on. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, like, I can tell you that that doesn't happen. Like, no, <laughs> no. 
like yeah it's like it's like walter chill out man it's just an it's just an eight like my guy what are you doing (laughs) right exactly but uh but in the uh, in the search of trying to figure out who were those people that uh, broke into um, the dude's house, um, uh, Jeff Lebowski figures out that there's another Jeffrey Lebowski um, who I, we're assuming those thugs were confusing for him. So the dude figures that like, OK, let me just go talk to this guy. I'm going to let me get a replacement rug from him. Because clearly he seems to have he seems to be doing well for himself, right? And basically kind of to warn him about these thugs that are, you know, coming after him, basically. <laughs> to which um Jeffrey Lebowski just basically responds with no handouts. Yep. <laughs> and just sends him well, on his way. He he sees the dude, the Jeff Lebowski, as as a bum. Which Right, it's not exactly wrong. Yeah, he's but, not he's know. not wrong, but also like you couldn't just give him like a rug when you have like how many goddamn rugs in your in your establishment? Like, come on. Right. Well, and and then of course after that, the dude takes advantage. <laughs> right. Yeah, and the dude just basically is like, oh yeah, no, totally. He said I could take any rug I want. <laughs> any rug I want. <laughs> Right, and that's that's when we we eventually get to Maud, the actual real person that's controlling the foundation, which has all the money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, no, we'll we'll talk about her in a second because yeah. I, I, she, yeah, she is also running things, but also like she's at the same time the weirdest, but also the most badass character in this entire movie. Mm-hmm. It's weird, like uh, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about her in a moment, but. Oh yeah, she she's the only one I think in this movie that has true agency. Yeah, you know, that, that she is in control of her life. Yeah, and, and arguably several other people's. Totally, <laughs> totally. But uh, but as uh, the dude is uh, kind of leaving um, the mansion, so to speak, he he meets Bunny for the first time, who is basically sitting out poolside, and <laughs> and she wants someone to blow on her toes mm-hmm. i'm just like yeah, you, you, you gotta dry that nail polish man yeah right but also <laughs> yeah, you know how nail polish works you gotta dry it off yeah no i totally know how that works right yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> no but um but yeah i mean it, th- this is definitely one of those suggestive scenes and it, what's weird is like bunny is like bunny is interesting because she seems to be like around for for the purposes of quote-unquote satisfying jeffrey like is that a is that a fair statement she's she's a trophy wife basically she she is there because she is pretty you know that that is why jeffrey married her Right. Yeah. And 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 also it's, there's definitely another dude in the pool at this point because because <laughs> the dude is but like he's a nihilist, so he doesn't care about anything. Well, yeah, cause, <laughs> and, 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 yeah, because the dude's like, um, are you sure you want me to do that? Because uh, this guy over here is just yeah. <laughs> but and she's like, oh, no, don't worry about him. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, but uh, but that's the first time we see Bunny and. That is quite the intro for a character is is her just sitting in a bikini asking for uh her toes to be blowed on. Like <laughs> yeah, and she's also in five minutes of this movie, maybe ten. Maybe, right? <laughs> she's she's yeah. here now and then she's at the end, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um and then and then Bunny goes missing. <laughs> and I love how I love how the dude at that point is just like because he gets called back into um, the mansion and he's given this news and he's kind of just like, ah, man, that's a bummer, man. That's a bummer. Like, right. Like rather than you say, yeah, like, (laughs) but like, but also like in, in a normal circumstance, I feel like everyone would just be like, oh my God, like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then the dude is just like, ah, oh, that's a bummer, man. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. And at this point, he's also smoking a joint. So, well, you know, it's more like, 
Dude, that's a bummer, man. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. And also, uh, and also in that scene, um, uh, Jeffrey uh, asked the dude what makes a man. Like he starts yeah. naming things off. <laughs> like he starts saying a lot of things that make up a man, and then the dude responds with, "Well, yeah, that and a pair of testicles." <laughs> exactly. And he's not wrong, right? Like. <laughs> That that was one of my favorite lines of the entire movie. I gotta say, like, just, right, yeah, because it's supposed to be like deep and like thought provoking and stuff. And the dude's like, well, I mean, anatomically, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how anatomy works, right? <laughs> um, so, uh, so we get to the point where uh, Jeffrey Lebowski wants the dude to be um the person, basically the exchanger of money to get Bunny back because. They they believe that the very that the people who pissed on the dude's rug might also be the ones who stole Bunny. And uh, except here's the thing: back at the bowling alley, uh, the dude is suspecting foul play here, right? Like the dude already yeah, he's, he's already saying that she kidnapped herself. Yeah, you know, so he's, he's not really sure. You know, trophy wife kidnaps herself, tried to get some extra cash. You know, right? He's, he's making a case. And and honestly, to me at that time, like for me seeing the movie for the first time, that that seemed like such a ridiculous like theory at the time. But as you slowly learn in this movie, may not be so far fetched of an idea. <laughs> it's it, it actually it to be fair is wrong in the end. She. <laughs> nothing of the sort <laughs> but right took advantage you know yeah totally yeah no and and yeah uh, and and, and he, he gets back together with walter because he's telling walter this story at the bowling alley of course because they're deaf they have to be at the bowling alley right <laughs> and um i th- this is the point where like walter just starts being like a complete like like a I I don't even know what the word is to describe it. Like he's just dumb, right? Like, like, but also like the dude also um allows Walter to 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 join. So like the dude is also kind of at fault here for being a dumbass, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a pushover, right? <laughs> right, yeah, because. And, and- yeah. In the terms of kidnapping, uh, Walter, is, or, or excuse me, uh, the dude is supposed to be what they call the bag man. The guy that has the money that is in there to exchange it for the person that they have kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. But, and, and the kidnappers want uh, want the dude to go alone, right? Like, like no funny business, right? <laughs> and yet he picks up Walter from the store <laughs> and to assist him with this. It's like, bad idea. Because uh, because doesn't um, the dude let slip um, immediately that le- almost immediately that like um, he's got another person in the vehicle with him? Yeah, he says we. And they're like, what do you mean we? I was like, me and the driver, dude. Like, I'm not <laughs> handling the money and the phone and driving the car at the same time. Right. And immediately <laughs> they're just like, he, click. He covers <laughs> it up well. Yeah. Yeah. But they still like click like. They're out yep. at that point, right? And and Walter has this genius idea, not really, <laughs> that he's going to uh, keep the money for themselves, and 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 instead, what they're going to give as a ransom to the kidnappers is a suitcase of his dirty underwear. <laughs> and he and then Walter basically is like, "Yeah, no, we'll just beat the location out of one of the kidnappers to where Bunny is." Right, like, <sighs> yeah, he he thinks he can do this, but it's that's not how this is gonna work, buddy. You yeah, <laughs> like, and 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 you know, thankfully the uh, thank thankfully they call back and was just like, all right, fine, you can have two, but no funny business, uh, except that there was right, like, right. A- at least the dude has some common sense to try to throw out the suitcase with the money. But Walter just insists on throwing out that dirty underwear suitcase. And and I think um they get into like a firefight, right? Am I am I remembering this right? I think No, Walt- no, because Walter brought an Uzi with him and it was that wrapped in like brown paper and tape. 
You know? Yeah. And he says he's going to fucking combat roll out of the car. And he wants the dude to slow down so that the dude can take over while he combat rolls out of the car. And as he jumps out and tries to roll, loses <laughs> his grip on the gun. And the gun goes spinning behind them, fire, firing wildly because, like, apparently somehow the trigger got pulled in the process. And, and then they end up like crashed into the, the the pole and all of the the kidnappers riding away on motorcycles with uh what they believe is the ransom but is actually you know dirty underwear right yeah like <laughs> and 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 yeah and, and and i love how after all that walter like he just accepts defeat and he's just casually like well, fuck it. Let's go bowling. <laughs> I'm like, right. I'm just <laughs> right. like, Bunny's life was in the dude's hands and you fucking blew it, Walter. Like, dumbass. <laughs> right. And that, that's what, uh, you know, the uh, actually it wasn't Lebowski that made him say that. That was um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. Don't remember his name. Um, but he said that he made uh, the dude repeat that her life is in your hands. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was part of this whole thing right yeah and then and then on top of that when they do uh go back to the bowling alley <laughs> the dude goes out into the parking lot afterwards and his car is stolen and the suitcase is gone and it's just like that was that was a great plan walter like good job yeah right <laughs> yeah like yeah and and just you're just gonna leave the money like in the back like you're in the trunk of your car like why, why would you do that? Yeah, why, <laughs> yeah. Like there's so many like, just things. Just take it in with you and let it sit next to you. Like whatever, you know. Yeah, there's just so many things that are wrong with this move, like with this plan. Like it's just, ugh, oh my god. But all may not be lost here because, um, because made Lebowski. Um, how many Lebowskis are in this movie? <laughs> her name's her name's Maud. Maud. You know. <laughs> yeah, like, and she basically steals the dude's rug because that that's the other thing too is like, um, the dude finds out his rug is missing, and so he decides he's just like, all right, well, I'm just gonna call the police, like, and just see whatever happens here right well well she she comes to steal his rug because the rug that he has now is one that he stole from Jeffrey Lebowski's mansion which was actually a gift by Maud to her well now deceased mother right <laughs> you know? so it was that's she came back to steal it because it was really hers in the first place cuz she gave it to to you know you know her mother and then yeah and then the dude stole it. <laughs> you know? so right. Like, and on and, and, and on the voicemail, it was basically like like Maud it just is just as like, I've got your rug. Come over here and um, come over here yeah. to pick it up. Right? Yeah, because he's got the cops over there and then his voicemail starts playing. And she's like, Yeah, I'm the one who stole your rug. Right. <laughs> you and and, and talk to me about it. <laughs> right. And the cop is just like, okay, well, I guess we figured that out. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> I wouldn't hold out hopes for the credence though. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh but the dude arrives at her place, right? It, she she's in kind of like this like loft sort of thing. And it's like an artist loft. Right. Yeah. And and she is on a zip line naked drawing a portrait just like just like some abstract portrait right and 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 it's like weird way to introduce yourself but hey you know like whatever works I mean, right there are those that call her work vaginal you know yeah uh, some men don't even like saying the word mm -hmm. vagina yeah like <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but basically, uh, Maude is like confirms the dude's suspicions that Bunny kidnapped herself um, because uh, and, and the reason that she knows this. Well, first of all, she starts showing um, a, a porno that's basically featuring Bunny. Right. Log jamming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the name of which is log jamming with an apostrophe. <laughs> of course, because, <laughs> yeah, of course because, it is. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and and Maude uh, basically notices that there was a one million dollar withdrawal for a ransom, and um, and she that was from a charity account. Like right, they, they run a charity. 
so so like the the actual Jeffrey Lebowski had withdrawn this money from their charity in order to actually supposedly pay the ransom. Right. Yeah. And and she's and she's willing to offer the due ten percent of that money if uh if he uh brings it back to her from the kidnappers, which ten percent of one million dollars is still like that that that's yeah, man, hundred thousand dollars. Still a hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. Like that's still pretty good money. I mean, you know. <laughs> but right, yeah, I take it. <laughs> yeah, but like, but um, but Maude is basically like, I she's the one that actually kind of has a clue as to what's going on. Like, right? Like it's weird. But yeah, yeah, she she is the one that that actually understands what is happening with with all of this. And is probably the smartest one that of the main characters in the film, and and actually like has a handle on everything that's going on, and is not going to be swindled by her father. You know? mm-hmm. And that seems to be the uh, the running uh, theory on things, right? And um, and eventually, uh, because at this point, the dude basically is just like trying to stay away from. Jeffrey because you know he 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 fucked up right so he doesn't want to have anything to do with him right but they finally catch up with the dude and basically sh- um like he he explains this whole thing and they're just like yeah well how about this and he and they basically show a toe that has been seemingly cut off from bunny right <laughs> and, and it has the same nail polish of course, Walter's not convinced it's Bunny's toe and says he can no. get a toe easily, right? But, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> Three hours, I can get you a toe. With nail polish. With nail <laughs> polish, yeah. Can't forget that detail, right? I mean, it is important to, like, you believing that it's the person's toe that you think is was cut off, but, yeah. Right, yeah. Except, here's the problem. Like, we figure out that it's not her toe because <laughs> the dude... uh is in a taxi he gets kicked out of it because he's just like he's so bummed out he's like i don't want this music man and then the taxi driver just because yeah no no this is this is him like getting kicked out this is when he got kicked out of jackie treehorn's place yeah the the, the taxi driver is driving away with the eagles playing and and he's like i hate the fucking eagles man and then then the taxi driver kicks him out of the car yeah like like, drink in hand and all yeah, like just because he doesn't like the music, yeah, like, yeah, like it's like you, you, really that's a valid excuse now for kicking someone out. <laughs> but hey, you know, <laughs> but but anyway, uh, but then uh, we see that Bunny uh drives by in a vehicle, and all her toes are there, like Viva hmm. Las Vegas, right? <laughs> yeah, and so hmm, so where did that toe come from? Hmm. Exactly. <laughs> but uh <laughs> how's this for a wake up call though? When uh because I love I the scene the dude already has had his house broken into, right? Already once, right? At, at least twice. At least twice. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and this is now the third time out uh, he because he's and he's sitting in the bathtub when three guys um three guys break into his place again and basically they threaten that if they don't get the money uh by tomorrow they're using the the this ferret that they have like that and they put him in the put it in the bathtub water to scare it and we're gonna make this ferret cut off your johnson <laughs> right exactly although they misidentify it as a marmot which is that that's not the case the marmot would have been much mean meaner that that ferret was really upset about being in the water himself He's yeah. like, dude, I don't want to be here either. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, and but the dude thankfully gets his car back. Of course, the briefcase isn't there when he gets back. Like, I mean, like, what do you expect, right? And of course, the officers aren't being much help at all. They're just like, yeah, sure, we'll we'll get back with you on that, right? <laughs> hey, at least they left the credence, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh. Can we talk about the? Because uh, I read this in the IMDb summary, and and I and I didn't really catch on to it when I was watching it. But 
when I saw the cowboy come into the bowling alley and basically like he mm. he's sitting next to the dude and he orders his drink, right? He he basically uh, Sam Nielsen, right? Is his name? I might have his name. Right yeah, but, um... I'm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think so. But um, but um, uh, but he, I didn't realize that he was the narrator at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes <laughs> there's a man, <laughs> <laughs> right? And he and I and I like to think of him as kind of like um, a, a guardian angel is the best way I can describe it. Where like he shows up. <laughs> midway into the movie to kind of like uh to kind of be like th- th- there's the there's those movies i um, i just watched this movie recently ratatouille um where the uh where the chef is just like a hologram uh behind uh uh remy as he's like trying to figure out where to go mm-hmm. and everything and so it's kind of one of those scenarios where where the uh where the where the cowboy comes in is like trying to steer the story in a particular direction i guess and the, also the to cowboy is, is more closely i would probably relate him to uatu the watcher from the the marvel comics uh where he's this just watcher character where they're kind of outside of the story but they're still watching the story and they're, they're so they're like part of the story but they're still also the audience and they, so it, they play that like you said that narrator role that voiceover role where they're the ones that are kind of explaining what's happening to everybody even even though they may actually be participating in the story yeah right and uh and so yeah so he's kind of like um guiding the dude and trying to figure out what his best his next option is and then the dude gets a call um from mod at the bowling alley and i i i was i was just like how does that happen but mm-hmm. in this time and this time it's like people didn't have cell phones at this time so like right. and, I, and i guess so this is 98 when this was released if you know right. probably a year or two earlier mm-hmm. cell phones were kind of a luxury so yeah you would just call like she knew he had a bowling league so she just called the bowling alley and said hey is the dude there <laughs> I, I will i will say yeah i i i i realized that like um my my parents had like a contact sheet that was posted on the um that was posted on the wall for any like babysitters mm-hmm. and one of the first phone numbers that's listed is the local bowling alley in my area and so right. I'm just like hmm okay got it okay so it's kind of one of those scenarios where like if you know the person is there at the bowling alley then they'll give them the phone which is yeah something that probably wouldn't happen today i don't think no no that, that's crazy today like like you're like wait wait you have a landline at the bowling alley <laughs> you know, yeah so, uh-huh. i guess you know but like why would you use it to call somebody else like they have a cell phone call their number <laughs> you know right yeah and and of course uh mod is also um i i forgot to put this on the dock but mod uh basically wants uh, is 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 basically mad at the dude for not seeing uh, the doctor because he's very thorough very thorough yeah <laughs> and you and you get why that and you get why that's important a little bit later on but mm. <laughs> but yeah he's a good man yeah and he's thorough and thorough <laughs> very thorough <laughs> um i okay let i want to talk about this part in the movie because this is the one part in the movie that i thought didn't make any sense didn't didn't further the storyline at all i feel that this was added just to add an extra scene personally and 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 let me know uh if you think that that is the case but let me talk about the larry sellers situation mm-hmm. where they basically accuse this kid of just being the mastermind behind these shenanigans and well, you did find his degraded homework in the, the in the the seat of his car so. that's fair that's fair but they go to his house and confront him he's not saying shit right so walter decides that like oh you're not gonna talk well then we're just gonna destroy your car then until you do start talking mm-hmm. except it's not his car thinks- <laughs> yeah well, i mean it's parked in front of his house he assumes the kid spent the money on the ferrari but that's not the kid's Ferrari. 
And and I think honestly, this whole scene was added in because of the joke of the guy that wrote Branded. Uh, his last name was Sellers, and they, 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 apparently that was Larry's father was the guy that wrote Branded, or at least most of the episodes. And so like that was this whole thing that Walter went on about, and like that's why he was yelling to the 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 guy in the iron lung, like, "And a good day to you, sir." You know, it's because like he he thinks he's meeting a celebrity, but yeah, he, he's really just like talking to a, a child with possible yeah. developmental disabilities you know yeah no and the scene was just like it, it, it like the scene was like five or ten minutes and then they don't get anywhere with this lead and it mm-hmm. just is never talked about again so like i, I don't know that that scene just felt like it was completely unnecessary like they could have they could have cut that out of the movie in my opinion and i don't think it would have Change the the outcome or anything regarding that. Like, right. it, it, like I, I do think it adds a lot of good comedy to the movie because it's more of Walter being a fuck up, right? It's more of Walter being like, "No, I know what's going on, and here's what's going on, and I'm going to make sure we take care of this." And then, <clears throat> you know, the audience gets to find out Walter has no fucking clue what's happening. He yeah, like shit. I thought, I thought we already, <laughs> I thought we already established that Walter doesn't. Uh, doesn't have a fucking clue uh, during the uh, during the uh, what's it called the scene where they're trying to give the the kidnappers the money like I thought we've already yeah. established this like why do we need another you know, but, but scene it's a running theme in this movie that Walter fucks everything up I guess <laughs> like it's it like it, yeah. it, every single time I mean we'll talk about later scenes in this as well but Donnie you know <laughs> right I mean I guess but just like I don't know that that, that that I feel like that's my one gripe with this movie. I felt that that whole sequence of events yeah. did not need to be there in the movie, and so it, that's it that's my one gripe. Of the movie, yeah, yeah. That that's my one gripe about this movie. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, but but hey, at least uh, at, at least they got to stop it in and out, right? <laughs> yeah, for for real, like I fucking love in and out. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, like, and, come on, a double double and some animal style fries? Like, yes, please. I know. <laughs> I, I I will say, um, I'm hoping that I can uh, that I can make a trip out to uh, California once we're done with this pandemic and everything. And that is the one thing that I I still uh, that I have yet to try is In and Out. Merely just because, not because I don't want to, but because it's just not accessible out here. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, because we yeah we don't have it. Like I mean, I live in Wisconsin. Like yeah, I, I can get Culver's. I can't get In and Out though. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? And it's but, but also just realize that In and Out is fast food. It's like it's not going right. to be some fine dining experience. But yeah, and, and, gonna, and, I figure you're going to enjoy it. You know. <laughs> yeah, and and everybody has these like high expectations for In and Out just because like just because like In and Out is like everybody has yet to try it and like so everyone has these high expectations and i've right. been told i've been told with in and out specifically that like d- don't go in with high expectations because you no, will be it's, disappointed <laughs> yeah it's just fast food but it, it's very good fast food like yeah, no, they like, make everything fresh like they, they don't do frozen fries like mcdonald's does they do fresh fries they cut them right there so yeah you know they, they they're just a different thing right and, and yeah. they do it well you know and and they pay their employees well so yeah know, totally give them that <laughs> yeah i know and um yeah so i i can't wait to try in and out for myself because i i i it's like as much as you hear about it it's like you you don't know what it's like until you actually taste it and but what but what's funny about in and out in this scene is like <laughs> the real what what when walter smashes that car and the real owner comes out is like Okay, well, um, if you're gonna destroy my car, I'm gonna destroy yours. And the dude's <laughs> yeah. car, which has already been damaged after being stolen oh, at yeah. this point, like the fact that it even is still running, even though like their the their windows are smashed out when they're driving back and eating the in and out, it's just <laughs> I it, it's wild. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um and okay, here here's another thing. Uh, here's another thing too, because the dude decides to visit um, Jackie Treehorn because the thugs apparently at the beginning are associated with Jackie Treehorn, and and they tell the dude like Jackie Treehorn wants to see you, right? So he mm-hmm. go he goes to his house, 
And basically, like, the only thing we got from that was he he denied any involvement, and then he basically drugs the dude. Right. <laughs> Which... <laughs> There's a lot of funny setup, but yes, basically he roofies the dude. <laughs> right, yeah. And I mean, but that dream sequence where he's at the bowling alley. Oh, yeah, no, it's so good. Like they, it's 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 a music video, basically. It's it's a music video bordering on porn. Yeah, know? right. <laughs> on on Which top is, of I, that, I guess right up Jackie Treehorn's alley, you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. But like as if all of that weren't enough, he drugs the dude. And then on top of that, accuses him of reckless behavior. And that's why he got kicked out of his house. And and because the police uh, is like, this guy has is like really like, like, yeah, like this guy is important here. Like you you can't be messing mm-hmm. with him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like ja- Jackie Treehorn basically owns the police at that point. And so they, they kick the dude out of Malibu, like a, a whole fucking city. He gets kicked out of, you know, because just just because he got drugged, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, completely. And and then also, it's like the dude gets back to his place, and it's completely trashed. And I guess we presume that Jackie Treehorn is also behind that as well. Mm-hmm. But then Maud is there, fully naked again, and sure. And she wants the dude to basically give her a child. So they're. Sleep- I mean, she doesn't say that up front. Well, she doesn't she say it up front. She just says, love me. <laughs> right. But like, yeah, basically it's just like. What? Yeah, basically it's just having sex with the dude because of mm-hmm. course. Right. And yeah, um, we, we don't find out about the child until the morning when she's doing those exercises. And <laughs> right. the dude is trying to light up a joint and is like, what are you what are you doing there? And then she's like, oh, it in- increases the chances of conception. To <laughs> which he's just like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I, I believe I believe he spit out his white Russian. <laughs> right. Yeah. But but thankfully, Maude doesn't want to see him at all socially. And like, she just mm-hmm. wants a child. And, and he's just like, Thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and for that, he's fine. Like, she didn't pick the right guy for that because he'll be like, oh, yeah, no, no. Like, I'll go see the kid or whatever. But like, no, I don't want nothing to do with that otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, hey, good on you. Right. But but also it's like they're both Lebowski's, though, which is kind of weird. I, I mean, I guess they're like. Separate, like they're not related, but. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're not at all related. It's apparently a in that area it must be a common last name (laughs) i guess but it's still weird although i um although i did um there was um uh somebody there were two people at my high school uh that both had the last name williams that were not related at all but they started dating and it was weird (laughs) yeah i guess that makes it easy when you're trying to decide if you're taking their last name or not I mean, yeah, it's like at that point, it's just like, um, I'm taking your last name and I'm also not <laughs> right. Yeah. You're just like, no, I'm, I'm good here, but like, we can call it whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but then bunny returns back to Jeffrey Lebowski unharmed and, and basically just was like, Oh yeah, no, she got mistakenly like mistakenly she was just going out to visit friends and came back. Like no harm done. Mm-hmm. And and then base and like the I would be very if if I was the dude, I'd be pissed off too. It's like this was a sham from the beginning, you asshole. Like <laughs> like yeah, to the basically. point where <laughs> to the point where Walter basically is like, I bet you're uh, <laughs> I bet you're uh you're faking being in a wheelchair too, which he wasn't. <laughs> no, no, and he it, wasn't at all. Yeah, and it's just like, God damn it, Walter, not again. <laughs> yeah, again, Walter thinks he knows and doesn't. <laughs> yeah, and and I will say, like the fact that it ends in this particular way, I I'm surprisingly not disappointed. Which is weird, because like normally with an ending like that, I'm just like, okay, so this entire plot line was null and void to begin with, and we spent all of this time, you know, 
doing this for nothing. <laughs> that is kind of what the movie's talking about, though. Yeah. It's, it's just like, it's it's all kind of a wash. Yeah, but, we- <laughs> yeah. but weirdly, I still enjoyed the movie, which is odd. It's like they somehow yeah. made a story that ended nowhere still be good and interesting. It's weird, right? Well, we, we did lose Donnie. Yeah, uh, you know, in 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 that the parking lot scene after after that, so he they go back to go bowling, and as they come out, the nihilists are like setting his car on fire. Yeah, like three so new they, three new German nihilists who have nothing to do with the story um, up until this point. No, 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 those are the those are the people that that did the kidnapping in the first or the quote unquote kidnapping in the first place. It was their oh. girlfriend who had their toe cut off in order to be sent to them. They they were doing gotcha. this whole thing from the okay. beginning. And no, they're the yeah, same ones that came in with the ferret. No, those you, those you know, you know, people. you know, you know what it was because in the IMDb summary they specifically call them out as three German nihilists. So I thought like these were okay. IMDb, just tell me that it was the previous people. Like, what are you yeah, doing? It's the same set of nihilists. Yeah, yeah. I, I blame the IMDb summary for that. <laughs> right, but but in the end. You know, Donnie has like we we have to deal with actual pain in this movie. Like Donnie has a heart attack, and then yeah. they have to bury him, or or not bury him. They have him cremated, <laughs> right? And and we see how that went because Walter kind of does. Like to be fair, Walter kind of does this like he does it, a decent eulogy. Yeah, he he <laughs> does like a eulogy, but then because he he was like, we don't know if he would. <laughs> want his ashes scattered but we're gonna do it anyway and then it just completely backfires <laughs> when he does it yeah because well he's trying to like because he's doing they're doing this on the pacific coast and the prevailing winds come into the coast there and so as he's pouring out the ashes they get blown back on the dude and the dude is just like what do you do like, yeah it's I like you just yeah, he just stands there. It's just like a, Walter. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but uh, but at the end, we uh, the cowboy returns at the very end, and I like how he uh, I like how he breaks the fourth wall at the end and talks to the viewers directly at the end. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it it's so it's so good. Like th- that's a great way to end the story. So so that was yeah, that they, was it. They did really well. Yeah, so that was that was Big Lebowski. Uh let's let's give our final ratings of this movie because I think I think you I, I think this will be I, I think this will be obvious what rating you'll give, but what do you give this movie? What rating? Oh yeah, this this one gets a big thumbs up for me. It's mm-hmm. it's a good it's a great movie, a lot of comedy, a lot of a lot of levity too. Like people talk about stuff that is interesting and then i just think the whole thing is well put together and a little bit weird which is what i like from a movie you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I i will give it a thumbs up as well i i enjoyed this movie a lot and surprisingly the ending didn't um completely frustrate me which which i appreciate <laughs> despite it yeah. ending the way it ended like somehow they made it they they made that ending enjoyable and somehow made it pay off even though all of the stuff previously is basically like for nothing right yeah it's it's not exactly a happy ending but it's not exactly a sad ending either it's just an ending yeah and <laughs> and, and i guess the dude can finally return back to his uh normal life of just being the dude right <laughs> at this point now yeah. Yeah, just he's just gonna he's going to abide because mm-hmm. the dude abides, <laughs> <laughs> right? But uh, that that is uh, that is the end of our discussion today. Uh, Alex, thank you again for being on the show. Uh, this is now your third time on the show, so I appreciate you. Uh, yes, uh, appreciate you being on the show. Uh, where Absolutely. can the where can the people find you online? Well, like I generally try not to be found, but um, one of these days I might do some streaming at twitch.tv slash Tinvec, but otherwise, you know, you can find me. Yeah, <laughs> P-I-N-N-V-E-C is where to go That's for great. that. I mean, hey, 
um hit the follow button and if and if you get the notifications on you'll know when he goes live so it's a win yeah, one of these days it'll be a surprise i'll just show up and i'll be live <laughs> right yeah so so give a give a follow so that you you will be the first to know when he returns to streaming <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh speaking of twitch uh i'm doing a watch party for each of the movies that we review on the show if you want to watch the movie with myself and fellow listeners i stream it live over on my twitch uh you can also find me there every wednesday and friday night twitch.tv slash w scott is one is the place to be but if you want to catch it afterwards we have it available for you over at patreon.com slash w scott is one that is where you can find every single watch party that we have done up until this point. And you can support the show and just give whatever you can and make this operation happen. Uh, if you have thoughts about the movie we discussed today, uh, send an email at email at cinemavention.com or hop in the Discord, uh, gamenightdiscord.com. We got a lot of people uh, listening into the podcast even now as we're recording it. So you get to get to be a part of the live audience that way too it's pretty cool uh visit our website uh, you can see previous episodes show notes all of that and a ton more cinemavention.com is the website to go to and while you're there you can find all the different podcatchers that we are on that you can subscribe to you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and give a five-star review and let people know that you enjoy the show. And that would help me out tremendously. Music has been provided by Kevin McLeod. You can check out his music over at Incompetech.com. We'll be back next week to discuss the movie Aliens with Anthony Lemos of the Ritual Misery podcast. I hope you guys will be there for that one. And until the next episode, we will see you next time. Goodbye. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>